Hello and welcome everybody to a very, very special episode of Azure for Sports podcast. I am joined with a exceptional guest co-host, Melinda Moyo, one of the best leaders of Microsoft. Melinda, welcome. Thank you, John. I'm super excited to join you for this very special give edition of Azure for Sports podcast. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Um, you know, every year during the month of October, you know, Microsoft kicks off our annual giving campaign. So thank you for letting me join. It's a time where employees like you and I actually get to come together and, and address just some of the critical issues that are facing our local communities in the world. So we donate our time and, and talent if we have any and money, of course, the things that we're passionate about this month. Um, and so uh, I'm super excited just to spotlight the 318 Foundation that's founded by my friend, and former WNBA champion and basketball legend all around Miss Elena Beard, and who is also joined by the amazing, amazing Kristen Kelly, who is a program director for 318 Foundation. So welcome, ladies. Happy to have you here. John, thank you for letting me um, you know, bump in on your time here. No, thank you, Melinda, for having us. We're super excited to get this going. Cool. Yes, very excited. Yes. Awesome. I can't help. I mean, talk about bringing the talent, right? I mean, that's certainly, wow. So I'm very, very honored to have you here and thank you. Well, thank you, John. You're talking about talent, but you're just giving us an update on sort of your rugby career. So I think you may be included in this conversation as well. So uh, finally, right. <laughs> yes. that's a future episode. It's a future episode. But no, hey, get, just to get us started, let's get us warmed up a little bit. Um, you know, Elena, I know you're a dookie. Um, I'm originally from Kentucky, so I'm going to, you know, uh, my rivalry for, <laughs> for this important uh, conversation. But before we jump into it, you know, I, I, sat, I was chatting with John and we thought it would be fun to kind of emulate your fellow Dookie, Jay Billis. He always, when he's interviewing athletes, he talks about, you know, he does it over 94 feet. We're not on a court today. So we're going to try to do 94 seconds of rapid fire between you and Kristen. So are you all ready? Again, you know, just, for you, John and I will go back and forth, have a little fun. Um, so are you ready? You got the timer, John? Let's see if we can do it, maybe. I got the timer. I'm doing it. Is everybody all right? You you kick us off here. I've got the timer. Ready? Five, four, three, two, one. Elena, who's your toughest opponent? Team or players? I would say Minnesota Lynx as a team, Dana Tarasi and Maya Moore as a opponent. Uh, wow, good choices. All right, Kristen. Other than Elena. <laughs> Who's your favorite WNBA player? <laughs> That's a hard one. Uh, so many great players. I mean, Careful. if I go in the past, I'm <laughs> going the past. Think about Cinder, just legend. But because we're in the finals, I have to go with the point guard, Chelsea Gray. Oh, yeah. Nice. Nice. All right, Elena, other than basketball, what would you say your superpower is? I think I have a, a few, but I think the one that I lean towards is just being a connector. I'm pretty big on just bringing people into sort of the, the network that I've been capable of building over the course of my career. So just connecting people to make sure that, you know, we're all sort of collaborating and getting the job done in whatever way we desire. That's awesome. And that's an amazing superpower. Kristen, who are your role models? Oh, um, I haven't had first to go with my parents. My first role models, they just, who they are, how much work they put in to get me and my siblings to where we are now. But then I look at also my first teammates and also my first rivals were my sisters, my siblings. So those are my role models. I try to be like them every day. That's awesome. I love it. I love it. The siblings. Um, all right. Um, even maybe before I ask this last one, what do you do for fun, Lena? What's fun for you? 
Oh, goodness. Um, if you had asked me while I was playing, I, I'm not sure that I would have an answer for you because I'm like a hermit and was just super dedicated <laughs> to the game. Um, but now it's just, I have a son, right? I have a four-year-old son and I wake up every single day looking forward to what that day will bring. Um, so anything involving him and, and my family is fun for me. Maybe as a quick fall into that, then what are you most proud of, whether it's your career or life? What are you most proud of? Oh, I love that. Um, I kind of alluded to it in sort of the, the previous question, but I've been capable and able to travel across the country because of the game of basketball or across the world, right? 27 countries I played in. It's those relationships that I was capable of building, um, genuine relationships that I was capable of building that I'm, I'm most proud of. That's awesome. And, you know, I love that question, Chris, and I'm going to throw the same one over to you. What are you most proud of? Yeah, that was a that was a tough one because there's so many things that I feel great about and I'm grateful for in my life. Um, but I'm most proud of my community um, that rallies around me and that I can rally around as well. And it's always supported me. And then I would say I'm proud of the yeses that I said when I didn't even know what the outcome would be. So one of the big yeses was to get me here to this point, working with 318 and to bring all my skill set here and work with Elena in this group. So it's great. Oh, I almost feel that one. Yeah. Oh, I love that. <laughs> yep. Awesome. The yeses. Oh, yeah. all the yeses. I love that one. Thank you. Mm-hmm. All right, that was fun. So, um, I'm gonna say that we slightly went over the ninety-four <laughs> seconds. <laughs> yeah, um, you, have put a, you have to put a clock on the camera. Yeah. Oh, we we, we, we kind of did. Um, oh, oh We doubled it. So what? Who cares? Right. Yeah, I mean, we're amongst friends here, right? And this was too interesting just to keep it to ninety-four seconds. Let's be honest with that. <laughs> So Elena, I, I want to switch gear. I want to concentrate on the 318 Foundation, right? I want to hear from you. Give us an overview of the 318 Foundation, your your mission, your vision, how it started, if you wouldn't right. mind. Yeah, no. Um, I would say um, the 318 Foundation is something that I've always had in mind of just building, right? Um, playing in the league for 15 years, um, I could have easily sort of just given my name and my face to sort of... Um, an organization or having a team behind me that just really built it. And I just showed up. I would just show up. Um, And it was something that I was just always against. And so in 2019, October of 2019, I played my last WNBA game. And I was sort of in a period of transition. I knew that I was going to transition into the venture capital space, but I still had a significant amount of time before that transition happened. Um, So I spent five months at home in Shreveport, Louisiana. And it was the most time that I spent in Shreveport, Louisiana in the last like 18 years, the most time consecutively. Um, and I stayed with my parents, would never do that again, ever, right? I love my parents and they <laughs> they support me in everything that I do, but it's just different when you leave home, you do it your way, you have your own style, your own cadence in terms of how you go through the day. Mm-hmm. And just being home with the parents, I was just like, all right, note it. Not sure that that'll happen again. And I'll keep the, the stage short. Hopefully my parents aren't listening to this. Um, and so during that five months, I took it upon myself to just really just dig in. Because one thing that I was cognizant of is not going back to a community and saying, this is what you need. 
I know how to do it, let me do it. I wanted to talk to the people and engage with the people who are in the trenches doing it every single day. And so I took it upon myself to just organize meetings, whether it was with organizations, political leaders, um, youth, youth uh, sports organizations or what have you, just to understand what was needed. How can I then take what I've been able to gain over the course of my career, leverage that, bring it back to the community? Because I don't want to come in and just take, 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 I want to give. Um, and so through that process, I needed to understand what it meant to actually build a nonprofit organization. It's hard. I am a rookie all over again. And so I was like, who's going to help me? Um, and so I, I, I ended up connecting with two guys um, who literally just helped me just understand it, laid the foundation, gave me sort of the, the tools and the resources to just really build this out the way that I've wanted, that I wanted to. And it took about a year to two years. And eventually the 318 Foundation became the 318 Foundation. Our sort of focus have never changed. Content and direction changed a, a little bit. But now we're at a point to where we understand that the, the ultimate goal is to sort of to close this opportunity gap that exists in, for girls in underserved communities. Um, and that all stems just from my experience growing up, right? Not necessarily having the resources or the access, but having this support system in my parents having the skill set of playing the game of basketball and understanding that I could utilize that to get to where I want to go, I need to share that. I have that blueprint. I want to take it back to the community and provide the same sort of um, guidance that I received as I went through my process. That's amazing. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. And, and my daughter, being a, a very proud girl dad, um, and, and you know this as well, she wanted me to hang her t-shirt behind me. This is, yes, I play like a girl. Try keep up. Right, <laughs> I love that. Love you held her. You should have put it up. I, next yeah. time I, I join you, I'm gonna expect yes. to see it. Done. <laughs> Deal. All right. Cool. And and maybe as a follow-on to that, you know, Kristen, you know, mm -hmm. I think about you know opportunity and access, and and while the having a wonderful support system, you know, I wish I had this around when I was coming mm -hmm. up. I do all right, but maybe where would I be? Um, you know, if I had something like this in my community. And so can you share a little bit more about 318 Foundations programs, right? Um, the vision, sports and action, what does that mean? Um, you know, how, how are you all, you know, bringing this to the young girls in the communities that you support? Yeah, definitely. Thank you for that. Because Elena and I, we, when we um, got together to do this, we sat down and kind of discussed what this would look like based on what the work she already did and the work she was doing in the community. And I looked at what she had in place and I was like, there's something here where we're trying to let the girls know that they can create a roadmap for a vision for their own lives. And so therefore 318 Vision came out of that. And that whole program is an in-school mentorship program for ninth through 12th grade girls and really focusing on the division as an acronym. So focusing on voice, identity, success, innovation, opportunity, and networking. And the understanding that in order to be successful in whatever path you take, it's going to take all of these components and all of these pieces. So we want to be able to expose these young girls to different um, athletes. We want to expose them to executives. We want to expose them to people who are more seasoned in their careers because we want them to see that when you see someone in the space you want to be in, it makes it more accessible to you. So that's where 318 Vision came from. And then out of that, we realized that as a youth-centered program, and we really respect youth voice and their voice in the program, we brought two of them to D.C. for a leadership conference over the summer. 
And they just flourished. When I tell you they were excited, they opened up, they were able to experience new things. They met with kids from all other states. And they, before they left, they said, we want to do this again. And Elaine and I went back to the drawing board and said, what does that look like? And so um, action came out of that. So the whole idea of action is that 318 Vision is a holistic wraparound program. So what do we do for that out of school time in the summer? And that's where we have the leadership camps. That's where we have this, the visits, um, the trips to college campuses, the trips to businesses. And so action is what does a visionary, that's what we call our mentees, what does a visionary look like in action? And so that's where the action program came from. And out of that, also the program that it might seem like it's last, but it's not. I think all our programs are equally as important. But Elena tells us, told me the story the first time when we met. She said, basketball to me was a vehicle. And so I want what we start not to just be centered around sports, but understanding that that is also a vehicle that can get you where you want to go. But how do we make it a vehicle that has that gives access to those who are in underserved communities? How do we make it a vehicle that serves the holistic um, child, the holistic youth? And so therefore, sports came out of this as not just another summer camp, but as more and like an elite training camp to really build this all around um, athlete. So what does it look like when you're on the court? What does it look like when you're off the court? What does it look like when you're in the classroom? What does it look like when you leave the court and you go into the business world? How do we build out that person? And what I also love about sports is we say it doesn't stop there and it doesn't it doesn't start there where it is. There's this intersection between the coaches that are on the bench with them, that are in practice with them, that are that are there as what we see as youth leaders. And we need to recognize our coaches as youth leaders and mentors. But they also need the skills to be trained, to be able to work with these youth day in and day out. And so we want to give back to women coaches who are doing this work as well, because we know when a child is able to see somebody that supports them. They stay in school. They stay in athletics longer, especially with girls. They stay in athletics longer. And they're more of a, um, of a citizen that gives to their community. And so this is our programs to serve the holistic um, understanding of what it means to really be a community member and to really give back and to understand that mentorship is not just a one-off situation. Mentorship is I'm going to be present. I'm going to show up. And I'll make sure we get you on the court and off the court in the classroom at home. And so that's what our programs are about. <laughs> My little Fantastic. Wow. That's it. That's incredible. Right? I mean, that really resonates with me because it isn't just one thing, right? You're looking at the holistic picture of your, of your visionaries, right? Because there is multiple facets. I mean, court sports, so sports, for example, right? It, it, it's something that I know a lot about. A lot of people focus on the athlete, but the coaches are equally important. Right? The owners are equally important because everyone holistically gives into this. And the approach that you're taking with the visionaries are, are absolutely, is absolutely encompassing all of that. And I love these programs that, that you've built out. So, Elaine, I guess the, the, the add-on question to that for you would be, in this program, what does success look like for you? Right. No, I, I think that's an interesting question. And I'll just pull from a, a story that um, Kristen, you know, kind of referenced, right? It was a moment to where we got an opportunity to invite two of our visionaries out to DC for a leadership conference. And when you when you think about that, it was their first time out of Shreveport. It was their first time on the plane. They land in DC, had issues with their travel luggage. So we had to, you know, go through the process of making sure that they were comfortable in a new environment, took them to Marshalls 
while we're in Marshalls, there's a small escalator. They were, they've never been on an escalator before. So first time on a street port, first time on a, um, on a plane, first time on an escalator, but also first time as it could be the first time for many lobbying, lobbying on the Hill, Capitol Hill, right? About the importance of what we're doing sort of in the summer, but also through 318 Foundation. So after that all happened, one of our visionaries, she's a senior, goes back to school and decides to run for vice president of her class. It took her three years to understand and have the confidence in herself that she can actually get this done, right? And so to me, that's success, right? It's, it's, a one, it's, it's one situation, it's one story, but if we continue to work and stay consistent in our work, continue to gain the trust in the, in the communities that we're working in, that's gonna multiply year over year over year. And to me, that's success. It's confidence, it's hope, it's understanding, it's guidance, it's knowing that you have a support system to help you achieve anything that you desire to achieve, right? And so um, it's, it's, it's a beautiful thing to watch. I wake up every single day with a smile on my face knowing that I get to do this work, so. And maybe, you know, I love that story because I think about the multiple, the multiplication aspect of it, right? You know, we've invested in her and then, you know, it'll be cool to see how she leverages that investment, not just for herself, mm -hmm. but for others mm -hmm. and reaches back and passes it on. And, and, you know, that spreads to her peers around her. Um, and, you know, something that also I think about, you know, the important work that you all are doing, Elena and Kristen, um, you know, sometimes it can be, you know, tiring. Um, and I'm referencing even just my own experience. Uh, at Microsoft, I led uh, the, the, uh, the time, the largest uh, employee resource group um, uh, of Blacks at Microsoft during a time of turmoil, uh, following George Floyd during the pandemic. Mm -hmm. um, and so sometimes the work can get overwhelming. And sometimes you know, the fight, again, you, we heard you just share, you know, hey, folks lobbying on Capitol Hill, you know, for these causes, sometimes it can get uh, tiring. And so, um, you know, what gives you energy and, and, you know, and how do you continue to stay motivated um, by the work that you're doing and keep persisting, even though sometimes it's hard um, and sometimes, you know, you wonder, am I having any impact? What's, you know, how, you know, there's still so much that there's left to do. So share a little bit, Elena, about you know, your reflections on that aspect of this. No, I think, I think that's an interesting question. Um, and, and you're absolutely right. You know, it is, it's, it's so much work to be done. How do you possibly get it done? And I have to like commend Kristen because she keeps me level. I come to every single day and I was like, we need to do this. We need to do this. Can we do this? Can we do that? She was like, let's this program sort of establish and then we can move forward. Um, but in saying that, I don't know, right? Melinda, you and I are connected by one individual, two individuals, but at the end of the day, it's one individual and that's the late Janet Hill, right? And she is someone that poured time into developing the next generation, right? That gives me hope. That is what keeps me going, knowing that I've been so fortunate to have all of these experiences, to have this access, to have these opportunities and sharing it with others, right? Mm -hmm. um, and so, like I said, I wake up every single day ready to get to work, knowing that I'm going to have an impact on a 15, 16, 17 year old. And then that in itself becomes a flywheel um, of, of creating mm -hmm. a, a, pretty, a pretty cool society, so. Mm -hmm. That is pretty cool. And, and I get, so 
I get to pinch myself a little bit here because I get to speak to people like you, right? I get to speak to people like you, Elena and Kristen, and I get to work with people like Melinda who take your own successes and ultimately pay it forward. But you pay it forward, not because you have to, you do it because you want to, right? And you do it because you can see a gap and you see an area in which to make a difference. So I love, Kristen, how you laid out the programs through 31A Foundation. Um, put you on the spot a little bit here. Out of there, is there any, any special moment out of one of those programs that you want to, I'm sure there's a thousand, but <laughs> <laughs> what would be one that you'd love to highlight? Oh, um, like you said, there's a thousand, but I'm going to choose the moment. Um, last year, we started the program and we were at our first school and we were with the girls. We were with them every other week and we would be with them consistently. We would have um, executives come in and speak to them. And one thing we noticed was they were shy. And I don't know how many people worked in the education space, but being in the education space, we have shy students. We have students that are shy in the classroom, but not shy outside the classroom. These visionaries were shy in the classroom and some of them were shy outside the classroom. So it was a whole different way of getting them to use their voice and to really um, engage. And so Elena and I decided that we were going to do a, have them kind of interview each other. And Elena said to me, she's like, okay, Kristen, are you sure about this? <laughs> like, she's like, you know, they're shy. Are they going to be able to come up with the questions? I was like, no, we can do this. We can do this. And so what we did, we did activity with them where we, we talked about how to ask questions and create questions. And we came and we told them, you know what? We're going to give you all the chance to interview each other. You're going to be the one who interviews. You're going to be the one who's speaking, answering the questions. It's not on us at all. And so we put that in their hands. And so we came back two weeks later and we were getting ready for the, the interviews. And when I tell you every single visionary opened up their notebook, they ran down their questions. They were saying, we want to ask this question and do this question. And then we got to them to be on camera and they were ready to go. They were asking the questions. And so after Elena and I stood back and we were like, okay, like I knew it was going to happen, but I even was like, oh, this is, this is amazing. Mm -hmm. And we both stood back and we're like, this is amazing. Just like, look at them grow. And so we asked them after we were like, okay, so what was it? Like, what got you all excited and all this? What, why did you all want to speak up for this and everything? And they're like, this was one of the first places where we got to use our voice and say what we wanted to say and speak up and you, we were going to be heard and you weren't going to like, you weren't going to get on us or say anything. We didn't have to be right in all this. And it was just so amazing because we had about two students that I think were super quiet, but they're now in the program again for their second year. And every day they're speaking up, they're, they're asking questions, they're engaging. So I really like that moment of success because you can't quantify that. You can't give that numbers. You can't tell, um, you can't put money behind that. You won't maybe put an award in front of the girls to say, you spoke up, here is your award. But it's the fact that you can see that they are coming into their own leadership abilities and they're knowing who they are and they're becoming confident who they are. And so that was just successful for me. Right. And a moment of success. Yeah. Yeah. Kristen, you, you've gotten me really excited. Um, you know, I, I'm super excited again to support, you know, the work that you all are doing at 318 Foundation. You know, I'm, I'm invested, you know, um, you know, from a time perspective, from a money perspective. And so, um, oh, yeah. you know, 
and, and certainly consider me, hey, how can I even be a mentor um, to some of these young women? Um, and, and, you know, again, I'm based out of D.C., but you know, we have uh, virtual uh, components, too, that we can leverage. Um, you know, I'm always happy to, um, you know, contribute my time just to share my path and, and you know, and my journey uh, to get where I am. And so, um, Elena, you know, we're, we're in front of an audience. Um, for the After Sports podcast, um, you know, folks who are enthusiastic about sports, folks who are enthusiastic about technology and sports and what Microsoft is doing in this space, maybe folks who are even enthusiastic about John, right? Um, and so, you know, uh, share, share a little bit more about, you know, hey, what's a call to action, right? I, we, I've shared, you know, John and I are super excited and, and, and supportive and want to get use this platform to expand mm -hmm. this message and the work that you're doing. What's your call to action for our listeners? Um, who are in our network, our Microsoft employees, or folks mm -hmm. that are just, you know, curious, what's your call to action for the individual? Yeah, no, thank everyone for listening, um, first off. But, you know, when I, when I think about just sort of an individual, I understand and realize that we all have a platform. It doesn't matter too small, too big, or what have you, we all have a platform. Um, and whether you're sort of investing um, and, and, and making an investment in sort of the 318 Foundation, which we're greatly appreciative of, I would implore you to just act, right? Find what gives you energy, find what you're passionate about, understand that you're sort of sitting in a place of privilege. Um, and I would encourage you to help one individual a day. I'm not sure what that means. It could be through conversation. It can be through a positive like affirmation and it can be through sort of physically sort of engaging with an individual um, on wherever level they need you to meet them at. But I implore you to act. Um, and there is no better time to do that than than today. Love it, and 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 I have no shame though in asking for um, our audience <laughs> money. So certainly, again, if you want to see participants, um, you know, their grow the number of student participants. Twenty dollars a month goes a long way. Two thousand dollars mm -hmm. covers the cost of students participating for a full year. So I have show no no shame in taking <laughs> the cost of the three one eight foundation. Let's actually do something, um, you know, with our time and with our money to support what they're doing because this is means a lot. Um, as in directly impacts uh, the next generation of women leaders. So thank you all for for what you do. Um, go ahead. Indeed. Thank you. Listen, so I'm gonna Thank I'm you. gonna double down on that then, right? Because <laughs> I, I have no shame either, because this is such an amazing cause. And and just listening to your stories and just listening to you, the way that you are so invested in this and the excitement that comes out and the passion and what you're <laughs> what you're talking about, it's it's not only is it infectious, it's humbling as well. Because I'm so blessed that there are people like you in the world, right? Because <laughs> it helps everyone and the, everyone you help helps somebody else right and, and there was a podcast we did with with a um with a, was a founder of an ai company and we were talking about we had to believe there were good people in the world right and this just proves it mm. so thank you for doing that so i'm going to double down on this right so individually yeah. and we're going to have links for you to click on so we're going to make it super easy for you um but what message would you say then upper level to corporate america what is the call to action to corporate um entities that could get involved in the 318 Foundation. Right. No, I, I, I can definitely take that in. And Kristen, please, please add on. Um, but I'll, I'll just start by just sharing a story. Um, about a year ago, I had a conversation with someone that I was introduced to. Um, I, I took the call. It was a 30-minute call. 
Um, and at the end of this call, the young lady asked me, Elena, what gives you the audacity to dream? Right. And my response um, immediately was with opportunity comes responsibility. Right. And so just as I spoke about sort of as an employee um, or as an individual, you have a platform. Corporations have a massive platform. Um, so I would encourage corporations to do exactly what you say you would do and don't do it for the clicks. Right. If, if it's something that, you know, you speak out about, you act on it, you put the team in place, you put the strategy in place and you make sure that you sort of execute on that to ensure that we are sort of trending towards a better society. Um, so I'll, I'll leave I'll leave, you know, leave you with that. Do what that's you say. Great. Do what you say you'll do. Yeah, that's great. And, and that's a that's a massive message as well. I mean, look, the privilege that we have for Microsoft in Give Month um, we, it's giving all throughout the year, but we put a focus on it um, in the month of October. And there's, there's a lot of activities that go on. There's a lot of awareness um, and there's a lot of donations of time. There's a lot of donations of, of funds from individuals that work at Microsoft. And there's a match to that. So um, all you Microsoft listeners out there, if you are compelled to make a donation, make sure you put it through the Benevity tool because it will be matched by Microsoft S318 Foundation is a recognized charity that we match for. So I think that's a great example of how corporate um, entities can get involved, right? And, and be part of that picture, be part of the change. I think it's magnificent. Awesome. And I guess, you know, as we're kind of wrapping um, up the, today's conversation, I wanted just to get both of your thoughts, Kristen, Elena, on, you know, what what is exciting you about the future? What's next for 318 Foundation as you look for the year ahead um, around, you know, hey, what can we expect um, about, you know, how your impact's going to grow? So share just your thoughts about your outlook for what's ahead for you. Okay, I'll start it off. Um, I think to use an old basketball adage, that I think of the idea of who's got next, right? But with 318, we're more like these visionaries got now. They're on the court now and we're ready to support them. And so I'm excited about every day how we can go to the, the whiteboard, the drawing board and create just that next avenue for them to get exposure. I'm excited about the conversations we're having and the people that are feeding into them because we see within a matter of a year, a year and a half, two years, we've seen so much change in the girls, but not only change because it wasn't like a 180, they weren't going a different direction. It was more like, now you have a community that's added around you. So you have that whole network that you can support you now that you know someone's supporting you in California, someone's supporting you in DC, someone's supporting you in Texas. And then also the excitement that's happening in their community, how the teachers that are involved are getting excited about what they're doing. And so it brings like this, um, this revitalization into the into the education and academic world, which I'm really excited about because I'm in the education sector, that's my space. So I get really excited when educators get excited about doing what they've been called to do because that just lets me know that I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. So that excites me, just getting them ready for their leadership potential right now. No, great. I, I'm not sure that I can follow that. I think she summed it up. <laughs> Accurately, right? Um, but I think the, the one thing that excites me is just the process, the journey of it all, right? As, as athletes, um, you know, that's, that's from sort of perfecting your jump shot to possibly becoming the best scorer, or the, the best defender sort of on the court is a process to it all. 
And um, just seeing what that end goal is or that outcome is and seeing it come to fruition, that's exciting to me. Um, so yeah, I'll leave it there. Awesome. That's perfect. I mean, love it. Absolutely. This has got me fired up, right? So everyone who is, who is listening, I would recommend that you just, we were on Spotify, Apple podcasts, YouTube, put this on your earpods in the morning and go for your run, go for your walk, have your coffee, look outside, whatever it is. This will just get you motivated for the day every single time. This is fantastic. Thank you again, Elena, Kristen, and Melinda for being here. Thank you for doing what you do. Um, and thank you to everyone out there who has supported the 318 Foundation and for those who are going to support the 318 Foundation. Um, it's an amazing cause. Um, I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart and the bottom of, of all the all the people that you've touched out there as well and the many more. And, and I'm happy that we can play a small part in that as well. Oh, thank you, Melinda and John. We can't thank you enough for just supporting us through this journey. Um, I'm super excited okay. about what this partnership holds. So thank you for having us. Yes, thank you so much. This has been wonderful. Perfect. Thank, Thank you. you. And for everyone, we will have the links for the 318 Foundation. We will have links where you can get involved and you can be a part of this amazing foundation and the amazing journey that, that they are creating for a lot of our future leaders um, in the world today. So thank you for listening. And we'll be back with you with another Azure for Sports podcast very soon.